The Extra Mile Podcast. Welcome to the Extra Mile Podcast. In this podcast, we follow the progress of fellow runners across the globe as they train for 5Ks, 10Ks, half or full marathons. Visit our website at www.theextramilepodcast.com and send us your email or audio files at theextramilepodcast at gmail.com. episode 211 of the Extra Mile Podcast. How's everyone? This is Kevin and I am gwinning today. I did um, I think five miles yesterday. So today was going to be a non-running day and I'm out gwinning. I'll get into that in a little bit on why I'm doing that. But So episode 211 we last posted episode 210 in uh, mid-December of a previous year. So I guess first off, I should say Happy New Year. You'll hear that same, those, those same well wishes from some folks today. Uh, mine, my, my 2023 has started off pretty well. And... Uh, rather healthily doesn't sound like does it it has included a lot of uh, a lot of walking a lot of jeffing and a lot of gwinning so far this year I have gained three to four pounds those winter pounds and but that's completely manageable and I'm not worried about about that in the least that's over a period of like three months. So uh, I keep an eye on that and probably sometime shortly after the uh, JG, I'll, uh, I'll get rid of those. Uh, my training for the Jeff Galloway race weekend, which by the way is, as I record this, only just a little bit over four weeks away. Um, the training is certainly not as intense as it was um, back in September for the bird in hand. There's no speed work. I'm not doing any of that that Coach Twiggs recommended for the goals I had for bird in hand. There's, uh, there's less long stuff, and there's certainly no tempo either. So, so um, it's not as, I guess, intense. But I have a different goal for the Jeff Galloway half than I had for the bird in hand. Some of you will remember that 
my goal for bird in hand was to break three hours. And that was actually based on the um, magic mile predictor. And it came in spot on target. I think Roxanne and I finished at 253-ish, something like that. I know we had a nice cushion under the three hours. So the JG will be slower and I'm just going to completely immerse myself in my surroundings and the wonderful um, race scenery and just ex enjoy the experience 100%. A little more about the uh, Jeff Galloway race weekend at the end of this episode. So in this episode, by the way, we'll have some training updates, some race reports, a BHAG update, and a health update, and also some Donna shout outs and some very interesting training advice from Coach Twigs. And you'll hear that during our buddy Nate's first submission. So let's get to it, huh? Stick around. I got some things I want to chat with you about at the end of the episode. Y'all enjoy your extra mile. Hey, good morning, Kevin and all the extra milers. Happy New Year. It is January 1st, and this is Tim from Signal Mountain uh, with a race update. Uh, this morning I ran the Whiskey Run Half Marathon, which runs along the Chattanooga uh, Riverfront, uh, Tennessee River. Uh, perfect day for a run, uh, low 50s and cloudy to start off with, and we finish with uh, a lot of sun and, and warmed up, but it felt really good. Great course. You run on the river walk along the river, um, and it was an out-and-back course, so you got to see all the, the you know people ahead of you. Uh, the guys that won, man, they were smoking. They passed me. I had just passed mile five when they passed me going back in, so they were doing sub-six-minute miles. I mean, they were just they were just flying. So, but uh, Kevin, in, in trying to answer the, some of the questions you posed on one of your in the last show about submissions this year, uh, I was running this race. This is the first one I've run in, in four months because uh, I broke my toe. I, my toe was big toe was crushed on uh, September first. So four months later, uh, I finally got back. I had to defer a number of races, but uh, I was able to wanted to do a test and see how. How I would fare, and I was real happy with the run. Um, uh, I, did I do 100% push? No, I was probably at about 90%. Uh, happy with how I did. If that came, you know, it's a nice thing when you get old. There's fewer people your age running. Finished second in my age group, uh, and our choices were a shot glass or a tumbler. I took the tumbler, and then. Uh, Went and had my shot of whiskey that they have after the after the race, and so instead of a beer, you can get a shot. They have several different types of whiskeys there, and I tell you, a shot of whiskey goes down pretty well after a race. Um, at least easier than a beer for me. 
But uh, no, I, I was out uh, really checking out the foot to see see how it uh, would hold up under race conditions. I, you know, I've been training, and it's been pretty good. Uh, but it did fine. Um, I am finding my shoes are a little bit small. The toe is now a half size larger than it used to be uh, before I was crushed. Um, but on my toe, I guess heel-wise, is probably at 90, 95%. So uh, it's doing pretty good. So uh, it feels good to be able to run like this. I know I'll be able to get back. I've got uh, the races I deferred in the fall. Uh, New York Marathon being one, I've got that in November and Chattanooga Marathon in October that I deferred. So I needed to see how I could, you know, if I could run like this. And yeah, it, it, it worked out real well. So, uh, I'll just keep building on this and, uh, head toward the fall. Haven't decided what races I'm going to do this spring. Uh, and need to just look at the calendar. But anyway, I just wanted to give the race update on the first. Uh, good way for me to start the year. Perfect weather to run. So I hope everybody's having a, a good New Year, uh, New Year's Day. I yeah, hope everybody has a wonderful year of running, and uh, hopefully everybody will run safely this year. So, so that's my post, Kevin, and I hope uh, it answered you know, I've tried to answer some of the questions you posed on why we're doing this. And, yeah, I just love to run. So I had to see if I could run, run a race again. So anyway, I've droned on way too long. I hope everybody's doing well. Evan and all you extra milers, it's Nate from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, calling in with a race report on New Year's Day 2023. I just did an impromptu 10K, and I'm super proud. I was able to check in with Chris, Coach Chris, on Wednesday. Um, my buddy Don had said, "Hey, I'm doing a 10K on Sunday. What do you think?" And I, so I knew I had a eight uh, six by eight hundreds on the schedule for for my customized. And so I was like, you know, I might as well check with Chris, see what he thinks. I really appreciate. Him and he got back right back to me and he switched up my my uh, schedule so when we say customized we truly do mean customized and so it was really cool because I have really been pushing to get this two hour sub two hour half marathon 159 59 has been my goal for uh, quite some time and I have been consistently training with coach Chris um, every six months since March or April of 2020. And as you know, I was the guinea pig, one of the guinea pigs with Suzanne back in 2013, 14, somewhere around there. And so I've been doing this a long time with Chris. And anyway, I have been more consistent since 2019 than ever before. So it's pretty rare for me to miss a, a workout that's scheduled. If I miss it, then I kind of get it the next day or just check in with Chris and switch it around. So really consistent. And um, I think my effort today shows that I was able to, again, I haven't been training for a 10K, but last Saturday I did a, 
half marathon, an easy half marathon on the treadmill. I had 12 on the schedule and I knew that I needed to do my extra mile so that I would get to 13.1. And to be fair, the treadmill is not calibrated completely right. And so my effort was, was quite easy on the 13.1 that I did on the treadmill. Again, it was so cold that I could not do it outside. And I just chose not to. I When the wind chill is below zero is where I draw the line. I'm out there almost all the time, but that's when I draw the line. So going into this race on this, this morning, I really wanted to, my goal was 820 pace. And so that is what my magic mile, which was a 720, would predict. So I knew that that was a reasonable goal to keep in mind. And I also wanted to make sure that, again, this is a uh, insider view. One of the biggest things Coach Chris talks about in Customized is this concept of banking energy, not time. So what that means is holding back on the first part and then letting it go more for the second part. So what I did was, I have to say, my first mile was a little faster than that should have been. Um, my goal for the first three miles was going to be a 8.30 pace. And I actually went out at an 8.20. And, and again, it's so easy to get carried away with the crowd and I definitely did. Uh, I was using four minutes of running and 30 seconds of walking. And that really worked well for me to then what ended up happening is after the first quarter mile or so, we went ended up going into the wind at about 10 miles per hour. So I, I looked at my pace and saw that I was going too fast after that first mile. So I backed it off a little bit and ended up backing off a little more than I wanted, but it worked. And what happened was we were running along the river, which is where I run every day. And it was really nice to know exactly what the, there's like two elevation changes during this, this race. Um, one, it, basically they're both going from the lower path up to the upper path. And I do both of them all the time. And the funny story about the one that we went down first and then the last quarter mile, um, it's just a really short thing, but I've talked about it before. It's what we call, my wife and I joke about, it's the well then run hill. So going back to my first half marathon in September of probably that was 2008 or nine. Um, maybe even 2007. Anyway, I was walking up. That was my first half marathon and I was uh, not using Galloway and I was really, really tired. And I ended up, my wife was there waiting for me at that half marathon uh, at that spot. And what we joked about was she was going to take a picture. And I said, you can't take a picture. I'm not running. So she said, well, then run. And so I just laugh about that. And honestly, this time I went up that quote unquote, well, then run hill, which is just a ramp. But 
at the end of a 10K was significant. I actually passed somebody on that hill because I just used that as my advantage. Again, because I've been doing hills for customized and I just char charged up that hill and it was super cool. So I passed that one person. And then at the end, there is a walking bridge that we had crossed over initially. And I saw this one other guy that I had been trying to, to chase down and I just really put it into gear and I almost got him. Um, it was just a couple, he was a couple strides ahead of me. But what was really cool is that his significant other took a picture. And so if you're on Strava, um, you can see the picture of, of him um, beating me by just a little bit. I don't know the official results there, but I am proud to say that I got my new P, uh, five, 10K PR and I'm just really excited about that. And it was just a really good experience. So this is the note to say that who you spend time with really matters. So I have my amazing customized training folk that I spend a lot of time with that encourages me. And this was somebody else that is a buddy of mine that he encouraged me to sign up for this race. And I did. And I was able to get a PR. So just be careful who you spend time with on either end of that. So um, I know that because of spending time with some of the customized folk, I went out and did that 50K in October. So I'm really excited about the associations I have with you guys and with my other running buddies. And I just really appreciate Coach Chris and the group of uh, customized training folk and the Galloway Extra Mile. And you guys are just awesome. I just want you to know that I couldn't do it without you guys, and I really am so excited to see many of you at the Jeff Galloway Half Marathon in March. I can't wait, and just keep on keeping on. Enjoy your extra mile. Nate from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Well, hey there, Kevin and all you extra milers. This is JD, and this is a lack of training update. Not sure how many of those you'll hear on this podcast. Hopefully you will not hear any more, uh, but you're going to hear a lack of training update from me today. So what do I mean by lack of training? Well, uh, so far this year, 2023, I have run a total of one day. I ran on January the 1st because, of course, all runners like to run on the first day of the year uh, because we just were like that, you know? Start your new year off, the whole deal, yada, yada. You, you know the drill. Since then, though, I have not run a step. So as of today, uh, I am now on day 17 of no running, and now I will tell you why. On January the 5th, I had a test known as a cerebral angiogram uh, to try and diagnose why I've had something known as pulsatile tinnitus, um, or you could also call it tinnitus, potato, potato, folks. Um since last July. Now, pulsatile tinnitus is the sound of basically a heartbeat in your head. So you can kind of hear your heart beating in your head. There's lots of things that can cause it. Uh, but one of the things that can cause it is um, issues with the blood vessels in your brain. Um, sometimes they get really close to your ear and then you can actually hear it. So sometimes they have to do uh, surgery to move them or they might have to do some different things just to kind of not let you hear your heartbeat. 
So I had that test done on the 5th. Unfortunately, uh, when that test is done, what they do is they, they run a tube through your femoral artery. That's in your groin, folks. Uh, and they run it up into your brain, and then they shoot some dye into your brain to see what your blood vessels do. It's considered a minor procedure, um, but uh, it's still done in the uh, surgery suite. When they're done, since they've obviously gone into your femoral artery, they have to close your femoral artery. Now, I'm old school, and what we used to do um, is you used to have to apply pressure on that for a long for a period of time, and then you'd lie for about six hours with a sandbag on your groin just to make sure that that hole healed up because uh, obviously you don't, want, uh, you don't want your femoral artery continuing to bleed uh, after you leave the hospital. That would be bad news. Nowadays, though, they have something that's referred to as a closure device, which they can actually pin that thing together, and instead of you having to hang out for six hours, you can be out in three, which would seem like a good thing. Unfortunately, that closure device on me failed uh, after I got home. And so now I have something that's known as a pseudoaneurysm. It's basically a weakness in the vessel and blood shoots out and it creates a little bubble on top of the vessel. Um, you could almost kind of think about it almost like a vessel hernia, if you would as well, too. Kind of a similar idea. Long story short, though, um, they're not normal. Uh, you're not supposed to have them. And uh, they hurt a little bit. So the plan for me right now is I have to take it easy. And I need to have repeat ultrasounds to see what's going on with my bubble in my groin. Uh, and hopefully my little bubble is getting smaller over time. Um, obviously, if it doesn't go that way, then we're looking at probably some sort of a surgical uh, intervention. But uh, if it does get smaller, we just wait for it to get smaller and eventually go away. That having been said, what does all this mean for a running podcast? It means I'm not going to be doing any running anytime soon. It means that at the very least, my trip to Jacksonville is finished. Uh, there is no way I will be in shape to go and run. I'm not even sure I'm going to be in shape to go and walk 13 miles um, by the beginning of February. Um, considering where we are right now in the middle of January. So um, that trip is hosed. So no uh, no breast cancer uh, weekend for me. This may also mean that my trip to Atlanta in March is hosed. Uh, again, for the same reasons. Uh, obviously, I can't do any kind of strenuous exercise until this thing is closed. And the best guess I was given yesterday was three months. I'll do the math for you, particularly for you folks in Solvay who have trouble with math, and that's the middle of April. Kind of overshoots when JG is going to happen, doesn't it, if we have to go three months. So this may be my one uh, submission for a while. Obviously, there's no reason to keep submitting if I'm not doing anything. Um so uh, if you don't hear from me for a while, that's the reason why. Um, but uh, it is what it is, and, you know, we'll get through this. So until you hear from me next, be well, be safe, and always enjoy your extra mile. So good morning, everybody. Good morning, all the extra mile people. 
Happy New Year 2023 Here we are Starting a new year With plans I'm taking a little Monday morning Hike break Today I'm doing my wash All my running clothes are in the wash and uh, it's always a good way to start the week with a long hike. This uh, trail leads me down to the coastal run that I quite often do. It's, uh, it's going to be a six mile walk, basically. So half of it will be quiet like this and the rest will be very noisy because I'm going to be walking along one of the main streets. Just thought I would record a little bit of audio for the Extra Mild podcast group. Sending it off to Kevin. Hopefully we'll have a show pretty soon. But it's up to us to send the submissions. Alright, so everything's good here in British Columbia. The snow in Victoria has all melted and I'm now enjoying a no gloves hike. So over to the next submission. Bye bye. Hello Extra Milers, it's Tommy from Iowa slash Missouri with a training report. So I am on my treadmill tonight just doing an easy walk for fun. I've been spending a lot of time on the treadmill here lately. It is cold, it's been snowy up here in Iowa, and I've really been in a little bit of a slump. So I went through a couple of months where I could not hit my paces set by my magic mile and just seemed like I was really struggling with almost every single run. Thankfully, I'm starting to come out of that. I had a great long run last week. It was very slow through snow and ice and just had the time of my life because I love to be outside and the terrain and the, the treacherousness of it. I don't think that's a word. The tra- anyway, it was. it reminded me of trail running and it really brought me back a little bit of joy and I'm finding that I'm enjoying my runs more and more. So this morning I had my six by eight hundreds and for the first time in at least two months, if not more, I actually met my goal paces and felt very good. One of the interesting things is that I've been telling Coach Twiggs and the customized training group that I just can't, I can't barely get past 60 seconds of running without gasping for air. Apparently that wasn't really true because this morning on my 800s, I was able to do them without stopping. So I think probably this was as much mental as it was physical, if not much, much more. But I'm feeling great and looking forward to my next race, which is the rock and roll 5K that I'll walk with my husband and then the rock and roll half marathon in Las Vegas. So, looking very forward to that and feeling better now that I feel like I'm back on track. So, y'all enjoy your extra mile.
Hi, Kevin, and all your extra milers. This is Anthony. And Nate. We, uh, we're tired. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Saturday the 7th. Sure. 7th. It's the 7th. We uh, just finished the 20 miler. Uh, we're going to go do some speed work now. That was a nice, it was a nice warm up. Yeah, we're, 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 we're loose. We're loose. When Nate's not looking, I'm getting in my car and leaving. So, uh, it was a training run for, for me for April 1st for marathon. Uh, and I just wanted to go, uh, lots of extra miles. So thanks, Chris. Yeah. Thank you for letting me go, Chris. Appreciate you letting him out today. (laughs) and uh, I had fun. It was a good warm up. So twenty miles down and ready for some speed work. I didn't. Did you look at the average? I think we damn near nailed it. It was pretty close. We were yeah. trying to stay close to a twelve ten. And uh, I'll tell you here in a second. Yeah, it was twelve oh nine. So there you go. I'm not sure if we can get any closer than that, Chris. That's that's pretty good. We were we were slow on the way out. We got we were actually too fast on the way back because it's a it's a downhill you don't see on the way back, but. Uh, 30 30 the whole way but mid 30s yep so, it was uh it was just a lot of fun a lot of fun nothing special just good company and now it's time to go clean the house like i told the wife i would and that's gonna be horrible <laughs> yeah so we had a lot of fun four hours of fun conversation and, yep um but we look forward to seeing i look forward to seeing some of you guys at uh, jg and uh and then yeah. definitely at Burden Hand. Yep, Burden Hand. And anyone that did Disney this weekend, great job in advance. Good yeah, luck. You guys are awesome. I'm so proud of you. Jealous. Yeah, there's such a great time. So, And congrats uh, in advance, Chris, for your awesome time at uh, Disney. Yeah. Th- uh, thir- the 30th uh, run of that for you. Congrats wow, for that. That's, that's amazing. pretty awesome. That is amazing. Good we're for so you, proud Chris. We're so proud of you, Chris. So. Uh, Nate's going to buy you a fruit basket or something. <laughs> <laughs> so we... We uh, we look forward to seeing you guys soon, and uh, you guys enjoy your extra mile. All right, toodles. <laughs> Greetings, Kevin and fellow Extra Mile Podcast listeners. Old Jim from South of Council Bluffs checking in. I see that uh, uh, Kevin put the call out. Speak now or forever hold your peace. So I'll uh, provide a little short submission. I know most of the podcast will probably be you know race reports uh maybe from uh the donna but anyway uh today is monday i think it's the 6th of february and uh did a nice outside run uh from the trailhead i uh took the connector path over to the Manawa bike paths, what I call the Manawa bike paths, and ran out a little bit past five and back for just over a 10-miler, 10.10 miler. Did it in about a 9.17 average pace, which uh, wasn't bad for an old guy. Uh, Every year you get about 10 seconds slower, it seems like, and this year is probably not going to be any different. Might be kind of a turning point year uh, where I maybe finally make the commitment and let the realization sink in that, you know, I'm just going to have to be happy with running slower. Uh, I'll be 72 this summer, so 
I guess that's as good a time as any maybe to see see the light at the end of the tunnel and realize that the days of the uh, uh, seeing those eight minute you know pace you know eight and a half whatever uh, minute miles uh, those days are probably in the rear view mirror as they say. Uh, last week was a bitterly cold week here single digits every morning so last week was uh, all three runs were on the treadmill uh, before that uh, off and on you know I'd, I'd get out for a few runs uh, and I'd end up back in you know typical winter usually in the winter time I'm on the treadmill you know from the beginning to the end and uh, this year, uh, been catching a few nice days here and there, and the trail's been in pretty good shape. Had some really nice snowy days where I could run in the fresh snow. Uh, that was kind of neat. But now, of course, after the last snow, uh, we're warming up, and now it's starting to melt, and there's ruts from bikes that shouldn't be on the trail, but they are, and people running through soft spots, and then it refreezes, and, uh, you know, it's really kind of treacherous almost to run on the trace right now so i'll i'll stick with the uh with the bike path on my outdoor days uh, eventually it will start warming up the frost will leave the ground and they'll uh run their machines down the trace and uh do their little bit of early spring grooming to take those ruts and footprints out so uh until then you know i'll just be content with with the bike bike paths the good thing about the bike paths the bad thing is it's cement and asphalt versus the limestone the crushed limestone uh the good thing is it's flat as a pancake there's no uphills or downhills unless you're going under an underpass for a train track and then back up the other side but other than that it's just flat as can be it is exposed in some places, so the wind, like today, uh, you know, can be brutal. It's a real stiff southeast wind. So there were parts of the runs where the wind was at your back, and you zip your your jacket down, and then uh, you turn around and come back into the wind, and you better be zipping it back up because you're you're getting cold. So, but that's just the trials and tribulations of running outside in in the winter. That's about it. I don't have nothing else important going on in my life. Uh, spin bike and running every other day, one day off. Uh, I had that knee issue that went back to last fall. And I think finally it's, uh, it's, it's also maybe hopefully in the rear view mirror. I'm still icing when I'm done. Uh, but like today, I, I never really noticed it at all. No aches, no pains, nothing. So uh, hopefully that, whatever it was, and I'm not 100% sure what the hell it really was. You know, when I went to the doctor, and the doctor does does the x-rays, and he looks at the x-rays, and he says, I don't see anything funky. So I, I don't know. But anyway, that, uh, that had me a little concerned. and still kind of does. Uh, you know, you just hate to... You hate to be an injured runner. It's it's not good for you or those around you. <laughs> anyway, uh, been keeping up with everybody there on the Facebook group page, uh, seeing what everybody's doing, training uh, a few of the 
uh, of the of, of the girls did the uh, the Donna. I see. Uh, I see some. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember her name. I think it's Linda up in uh, Canada. She's she's not running. She's snowshoeing, which you know I can I can uh, I can feel your pain. I mean, uh, cold is just. I, I'll run in the heat, but I don't like the cold. But uh, that's that. Uh, that's it. Kevin's getting ready for the big race down in Hotlanta. Hope everything's okay when you get down there. Uh, hope there's no civil unrest going on that interferes with uh, with the race. Hope you do well. I know you'll have fun. And actually, I know that's the only reason you're going is, is, is just to have fun. And hey, that's what it's all about. If you can't have fun, why do it, right? That's it. Old Jim from South of Council Bus. I'm checking out and I'll check back in the next time the call comes out. Everybody stay safe, train smart, good luck in your spring races, and we'll talk to you later. Old Jim from South Accounts of Bus, I'm out of here. Thanks, Kevin, for what you do, keeping the ship afloat. We appreciate it. Bye. Hello, Extra Milers. This is Allison Bure from St. Louis, hoping that you're having great extra miles. Uh, I'm calling in to report on what's helping me get through winter. I've found three things have really made a difference. First, I'm in customized training and having a training schedule which tells me I need to get out and do some miles uh, or some speed work motivates me to get up and get out even when it's cold and windy. Boy, sunshine really does help, but I'll even go out when it's gray. I want to keep up those miles so I can get to my goal race. So thank you, customized training plan, or really any training plan that gets you going. The second thing that really has helped is that here in St. Louis, we have a series of five races every other weekend run by our local St. Louis track club called the Frostbite. Uh, doing a series where you get awards for how you place in the series overall, again, gets you out there and competing even when it's cold and windy on a dark Saturday morning early. The third thing is I'm 75. I've been running since I was 28. I've accumulated enough different equipment that I probably have a piece of equipment for every temperature. So when it gets down to zero, I have a balaclava. I have a, a, a shirt that is a waffle weave to put under my regular running shirt to keep me warm. I have mudguard socks that help keep my feet warm even if my shoes get damp. And I have hot hands, one of the wonderful inventions, to keep my hands warm in my mittens. Tell me what your tricks are. All I can tell you is those three things have helped me get through the winter smiling 
and able to be outdoors, except when there's ice. And very rarely does that go on for more than a day or two. So here's to the extra mile, and here are doing extra miles outdoors. I love it. And Kevin, thanks again for asking for uh, our submissions, and I hope you get to go outside again soon. All right. Are we recording? Yes, we are. Hello, Kevin, all you extra milers. I'll give you a quick update. This is Chris. I'm just folding some laundry here. Good time to talk to you guys. Um, I did get out for a walk with the dog today. It is, um, woke up this morning, it was about minus, I don't know, minus 13, minus, minus something uh, Fahrenheit. So Celsius is going to be in the minus 20s, like 26-ish, something like that. Pretty damn cold. It's really, it's really interesting because, you know, it's just different, right? You can hear, you can hear the house popping and you know, everything just acts differently at that temperature. It just acts differently. It's, uh, it's different. And of course you can run in it, but you have to dress for it. And I'm hanging up my stuff now. That's why I'm thinking about this because I have a lot of cold weather running here. So I can, you know, typically I try not to do a lot of below zero stuff, but, um, I can do it. You know, I was born up here, so I'm used to it. Um, you just wear a lot of layers and technical stuff, but I can remember, you know, in the past two decades, you know, February and March, that's the time you're training. You're training for Boston, right? Boston's coming in the spring, or you're training for a spring marathon, and you get out there and do these long runs in this weather, or some real hard workouts in this weather, and it's different. You know, you come back, you get those great pictures with people icicles hanging offside their heads, and, you know. All that great stuff. So it's epic, epic. Um, so what's up with me? I, I finally started running again. I've had a bunch of setbacks. Uh, my knees are kind of crunchy, but I have some uh, some good news, which is I am running again. I just this week did three. I did a Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. I did four miles each day, and it's a real slog uh, coming back from zero. But you know, I know how to do it. I think I can. I think I can do it, and I'm going to reboot my podcast. What I'm, I, I met a guy um, who is a, a physio and a runner in, uh, in of all places, Ireland, and uh, I'm thinking of doing a collaboration project with him because he has a lot of focus on strength, and I can't just run myself into shape anymore. I gotta, I gotta do um, the work to stay strong especially at my age. And, you know, so I'm, I'm going to reboot my podcast and, and the topic's going to be, you know, talking about that. How do you, how do you, how do you start from scratch? How do you, how do you work with, uh, you know, not a hundred percent, um, in your body? How do you, how do you um, work with that? And the, and the mental side of that as well, because I'll tell you the challenge I had is, you know, I look at this stuff and I go, well, you know, there's no challenge there. I don't want to do that. Look at all the shit I've done in my life, you know, and then how do I, how do I step back to being just this? Right. Um, but I realized I was looking at it the wrong way. You know, I was kind of talking myself into, into giving up. Um, and that's the wrong way to do it. Right. You gotta, you gotta fight. You gotta rage against it. So. 
That is what I'm going to do. I'm going to rage against the dying of the light. See if we get a few more good years in us after I get this knee situation sorted out. Uh, so that's, uh, yeah, that's my update. That's my update, man. I hope everybody's springs are going well. It's going well here. Ollie the Collie is, is a good running partner for me in this. And he's having a good time. He's getting better. Looking out my window here, the the pond behind my house is flash frozen. Maybe we'll get some skating in this year. I like skating. All right, cheers. Well, hello, Kevin and all you extra milers. This is Just Plain Dave from the capital city of Providence, Rhode Island, calling in with a, I'll call it an adventure update. It's sort of a race update. Um, I guess update number one, hope to see as many of you as possible in Atlanta in March. I am excited to be going down for the JG. Should be a cool weekend. Great time to catch up with, with friends, real, virtual, and imaginary. Will you be my imaginary friend? I hope so, period. <laughs> anyway, back to my adventure update. I signed up at the beginning of the year, so right at uh, the end of December, beginning of January, for something called the Border Patrol Challenge. And the, uh, the said border is the much-contested border between Connecticut and Rhode Island. And it is a series of 19 trail runs that need to be completed uh, between December 21st and March 21st. So three months, 19 trails, uh, a couple short ones, like two, three, and four milers, a whole bunch that are between like six and 11 miles. And then there's a 15 miler, 20 miler, and 26 miler. These are generally... Very technical trails, lots of rocks, lots of roots, um, no real mountains. Like there's no, no like big total elevation, but, but very few flat places. It's just a lot of up and down, up and down. And, um, it is great fun. I have lived in this Southern New England area for much of my adulthood and certainly most of the last, sorry, certainly most of the last 30 years. And of these 19 trails, I have been on one of them before this adventure. Um, and so the goal, theoretically, is to see who can do them all the fastest. Um, but it turns out there's some really fast people in this mix. And I have decided my goal is to see how many different people I can complete a route with. You know, so some people are my running friends and some are hiking friends. And I'm like, you know what? We're going to just cover every trail. No one else has this, like no one else. I haven't even told anyone else this goal, like maximize the number of people that I've gone with. Um, but I'm doing great. I have now run or hiked eight of the 19 trails and only two of them have I done solo. Um, and a couple of them I've done with more than one person. So uh, anyway, I'm having a blast. It is just absolutely glorious. Um, one of them is a four-mile loop, right? And so the fast people, this one's fairly runnable. The fast people are doing this loop in like 40 or 45 minutes. I did it in two hours and 10 minutes because I was hiking with a friend and we stopped and took pictures. This beautiful waterfall, this half frozen pond, these lovely trails. It was just absolutely stunningly beautiful forest um, right on the Connecticut uh, Rhode Island border. Like we parked the car in Rhode Island, but like three quarters of the loop was actually in Connecticut. 
um, you know, it's one of those things where you're driving on a small road and then you go onto a dirt road and then you go down a different dirt road to get to the parking lot. It, these are off the beaten path. Um, but one of the joys is being out there and going for a hike or a run and seeing someone coming at you going faster than you think was reasonable in a blaze orange shirt because the race director's like, you know what? This is hunting territory. This is hunting season. Everyone wears blaze orange. And so, you know, when it's just everyday dog walkers and hikers, they're wearing, you know, full on REI gear or LL Bean kit, but the trail runners, they're all wearing blaze orange. And so, Almost every time I've seen someone, I said, hey, can I get your name and number? Uh, Because, you know, I'm not on Facebook. And so I'm building up this network of other people who like to go for hikes and runs in southern New England. Uh, It's kind of cool. They should invent some sort of, like, social media app for this kind of connection. Anyway, oh, and the other thing is all the trails are on Strava. And so after years and years and years of me trying not to do Strava and trying to avoid it, I have decided to, uh, I have joined up. So... If you, think, if you think you know me and want to say hello, feel free to try to connect and follow me. I am on there. Um, and having fun, and it is a nice thing. So, that is my update. My update is that I am 8 out of 19 trails in, and at the current pace that I'm going, I should be able to achieve that goal of completing them all. Um, maybe not all fast, but I will get them all done. And I guess I've also been grateful that the weather in southern New England is only now in, uh, you know, it's January 21st or 2nd, and the weather's just starting to get wintry. Like, we've had a couple of mild snowstorms, but nothing that's really stuck. And right now there is no snow on the ground. Um, That will not be true after tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to get a legit storm, and then we'll see, see how long that snow and ice lasts. Certainly uh, covering trails in the woods when they are snowy and icy is a different level of effort than uh, when they're just dry. And nothing's just dry, right? They're covered with damp leaves. But but the absence of snow and ice makes them far more passable. So that's what I got. I hope you are well. And from the capital city, this is Just Plain Dave. Enjoy your extra mile. Good afternoon, extra milers. This is Sandy from the Pacific Northwest with... Gary. (laughs) And we're just finishing up a training run. We are currently in training for the Seattle Hot Chocolate 15K. And uh, we probably have four more long runs to go. How are you feeling, hon? Good. Good. Good about today or good about your overall training? Good about today. Good about today. So today's run, we decided I am a runner that likes adventure. Would you say that's true, babe? Very true. Yeah. How about you? Do you like to go out and about, or could you run the same run over and over and over? I'm consistent with whatever. (laughs) Definitely. He doesn't like to do a lot of extra. He's not an adventurer, but would you say that our life has been an adventure? It has been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has tagged along with me for nearly 48 years, and that has been an adventure for this consistent fellow. Anyway, so today um, I um, planned to do this, and he came along because he's so good. Um, We did a run at a little, um, I guess it would be considered town. (laughs) A little 
Oh, oh, you think it's small city? It's like say city. Oh, city. Well, it does have city limits. Yeah, but that's kind of it's a generous name, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Because um, we did notice that its population is 816. So, yep. So not quite the city that some people are used to. I would say it was known more for being a speed trap because they like you to drive 20 miles an hour through there. We would hate to miss any of the city sites. However, Gary, what would you say it was known for? It's known by some for its rodeo. For the rodeo. It's a cow, it's a horse, and, you know, cowboy town. They even have cowboy churches. Both churches, I noticed, said cowboy church, so that's important. Um, and, um, yes, so it's right near the military installation, Joint Base Lewis McCord, where I work, and so I drive through here every day, and I've often wondered what is back um, off of the regular road, and today we were able to go on an adventure and see all that, because we did a six and a half mile run, not too far, but we honestly are just getting our mileage back up, right? Right. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, happily, my knee was very cooperative and, and did well. But we, uh, it was kind of about time on feet today. Um, and so, you know, our goal was just to spend more time um, on our feet in movement. So we started with a 13-minute walk and probably, I don't know, what do you think? We ended with a five- or seven-minute walk, something at the end. Uh and um, got our time in. Um, let's see. So, um, I don't know. Do you feel like it's time to tell them about my big hack and our commitment? Our big hack. <laughs> I guess it's the hack. <laughs> yep, yep. Okay, so I do have a big, hairy, audacious goal this year. And um, that is to complete a 50K. So, um, you know, I did my marathon to Medicare, and that was great. But then I thought, I wonder if I could go farther. And um, so I wanted to do it last year, but my running buddy was reluctant. You didn't really feel ready, did you, babe? I didn't think your knee felt ready. Oh, really? Oh, you're going oh, to use that? Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, we can go with that because it would not have been. It would not have been. You're right. You're right. But honestly... What was your reason why not to? Time and training. Yeah, yeah. It takes a lot of time. you got to commit a lot of time. And we had committed a lot of time to our marathon. So so we took last year off and just did more other stuff. And, yeah, you are definitely right because, well, you know we walked bird in hand. And my big hairy race, which should have been only about three weeks after that. So, yep, good that we didn't commit. And we looked at that race, and we thought about committing. I wanted to do a race that is in Tacoma, um, and it's uh, lapped. I think you do four, three or four laps to get your 50K in. Um, but it, it's in an area that we could easily train in. So I thought that would be really good. But, you know, I my goal with um, my BHAG is to complete 50Ks. It is not necessarily to race 50k and I oh bless you and I just wasn't sure that 
I would be able to complete it in the time needed. And I had thought, well, you know, I could complete, like, say, three laps, and if I saw that I was going to get pulled from the course, you know, at least I'd do three. But, you know, honestly, if I am going to do all that training, if I am going to do all those laps, what do I want? You want to finish. Uh, I, well, I medal. do want to finish. I want a finisher's medal. Yes, you are right. I want a finisher's medal. So, anyway. So, yeah, that was my plan. Um, but then I found another run, and so um, we kind of molded over for a couple of weeks. It's about three weeks sooner than that one. Um, but it is a run that's going to be also having a 50-miler and, yeah, I think 50 miler is the longest. And so the course time is much more generous. In fact, yesterday um, when we were on the website and I was looking it up, they had the last female finisher um, that finished in like 11 hours and 45 minutes. And so that just really encouraged me because I said, hey, if they did not roll up all the mats and all of that, all the timing mats, um, and waited for her to come across, then I think I would be able to do it. So anyway, we forked out our dough and signed up, and now um, there are no refunds. So our my big, hairy, audacious goal is turning into a bunch of big, hairy training. <laughs> And thankfully, uh, recently, I got in with my PT. He doesn't really want me to do a lot of running, but hello, I haven't been doing a lot of running up until recently. So, hey, sorry, sorry it took me so long to get into you. I already took my time off. Now I'm running. Um, still, but, and doing pretty good. Okay. Uh, anything else you think we need to say about that? I guess the only thing that I did want to say, did you want to say something, honey? You made a noise. No. Okay. Okay. Um, was that um, it probably means that we are not going to go to burn hand, right? Exactly. Very sad, but true. Very, very sad, but true. Um, Because it's only about two weeks after burn hand, and we have decided that, um, although we could use burn hand like a really well-catered training run, um, and it would even be a tapering training run, especially knowing that I know how to walk it. Um, we So we certainly could do that, but we've decided to instead celebrate our 50K with a few extra days up in the mountains. So that's that's where our vacation budget's going to go. Um, the 50K will be about, I don't know, what do you think that is, Snoqualmie? Maybe three hours away, two and a half or three hours away. Um and um, it's a supposedly super fast that will all be relative when you're factoring by running it, but um, declined run. So um, that'll be kind of cool that, you know, instead of having a lot of uh, pills that a lot of 50Ks do, this one will be more downhill. So we'll have to be working on that kind of training. All right. Well, we just wanted to kind of, I know Gary's just been dying to get some, yeah, to talk to all of you. Yes, to, I have. Yeah, yeah, let you know how his training is going and 
Um, he just always looks forward to contributing to the podcast. So thanks a lot for listening. Um, we will be talking. Yes. Sorry, Kevin, for just busting in so much. I know. I know. He's he's just contributed way, way, way too much, Kevin. So if you feel like you need to edit some of Gary's chatter out, just would you give him permission yes. to do that? You can do it. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> thank you very much. All right. So you guys go out and have a really great um, run. We are glad to, that our run today is done. Um, it's been a nice one. All you lovables, go out and enjoy your extra mile. Have a great day. Bye. Hey, Kevin, all you extra milers. It's Nate from Harrisburg and Anthony from York. We are on a nice little short run, um, mile uh, 18, or 18. I'm at mile 18 of 16, and uh, Anthony is at mile 18 of 26. So we are having fun. Um, Coach Chris was so kind to allow me to run with Anthony an extra four miles today. So um just enjoying the the warm weather here in pennsylvania in, in february there's um, your weather Kev. uh just wanted to make sure you got the weather report it is started out about 10 degrees today so nice and warm and uh we're just having a good time we are it's a great time as you can tell, we've been out here for a while, uh, about three and a half hours, yep. and uh, just enjoying it. We wanted to get you a submission, um, and uh, we're just enjoying being together and chatting and enjoying, enjoying the beautiful weather. Yeah, it was a balmy, he was wrong, it wasn't 10, it was 11, so no wonder I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> um, Definitely matters what, what clothes you wear. Oh, yeah. So make sure you go to a good store. I went to REI yesterday, got a great base layer. So highly recommend that. It's honestly, it's cold, but it's not too windy. So yeah, we're just enjoying being out here. I can't wait to see. You keep saying that. <laughs> enjoying. We're enjoying, yeah. I don't, I think Anthony's disagreeing with me on that, but uh, we are having a good time. Almost done. Yep. That's, uh, Nate's got a mile and a half. I got seven and a half. Six and a half. So whatever. 26. Yeah. So Anthony has a race um, April Fool's Day, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm being tricked because I gave somebody $85 and I'm training for one. And then I have the Jeff Galloway half. But you're probably wondering, Nate, why are you running 20 miles when you only have a half coming up? And that would be a great question. That is a great question. Especially on a 10 degree morning. Yeah. So I'm not sure that I'm sane, but that's all right. We're a good company here. Yes, sir. So anyway, we're having a good, uh, yeah, I keep saying that. So yes. <laughs> I think I'm trying to convince okay. myself, Anthony. Is that, is, that, is that what I'm doing? Wasn't that a meme? It's like, I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Great time. Great time. 
So all that to say, we had a great time and I'm gonna end this. We enjoyed ourselves. Yeah. Let's see if I can. I hope you guys enjoy your extra mile and I can't wait to see a bunch of you at the Jeff Galloway half and uh, you guys enjoy your extra mile. Good luck to everybody on that, by the way. I wish I was there. And uh, this is our run in the Donna tomorrow. Have fun and uh, can't wait to hear all about it. All right, toodles, toodles. So good morning, everybody. Carlos here, just giving a shout out to my friends at the Donner who are running the half marathon in Florida. fiddling with their throttles on that plane. Throttle is a single engine Cessna. Just about to finish a run with Norma. She's just unlocking her e-bike at the moment. I took a slightly different route from her today. As I take a little walk break. I do all my training by time and by heart rate. So before I leave, I decide how long the time I will spend out running. And then I calculate roughly what heart rate zone I should be in. There might be a little bit of closing noise today as I have the phone inside my jacket on the chest in the chest pocket of my warm stretchy jacket. I'm surprised Norma hasn't passed me yet. And up to the finish. Oh, she's not back yet. Her bike is still missing in action. On the outside of our house. Digging for my phone. Workout stop. So this is the running jackal saying goodbye on Sunday. Bye-bye. Well, hey there, Kevin and all you extra milers. This is JD, and this is a health update. So I'm out for my, my morning walk here on, uh, on Groundhog Day. I had the thought of uh, repeating this, uh, this opening several times 
course, the Bill Murray reference being part of the joke there. But uh, I will I will keep this short. If you'd like to rewind and replay the the beginning over and over again to get that joke, have at it. So this is a health update. So let's get into it. So I had my repeat ultrasound on my tiny little bubble on my femoral artery known as a pseudo-aneurysm. And uh, I have some good news. It is getting smaller, which is, of course, what we want it to do. So, um, initially it was at its largest, uh, 2.3 centimeters. Uh, it is now down to 1.9 centimeters. There's more measurements, but I won't bore you with all that. Even those of you listening in Solvay know that 1.9 is less than 2.3. So I don't have to do any math for anybody today, which is always good. So we're going in the right direction, um, albeit slowly, but we're going in the right direction. So we just need to wait this thing out. and Eventually, it will go away on its own. And uh, I can return to running again. Um... Uh, the other part of the health update, though, is if it continues to shrink at the same rate that it has over the past two weeks, uh, that will take me somewhere around nine and a half to ten weeks for this to completely go away, because it's basically shrinking 0.2 centimeters per week. All right, so if that keeps up, that's going to take a while for this to completely go away. So. Where does that leave me as far as JG? Rhyming was not intended, but it's kind of cool that it worked out that way. Um, well, it basically leaves me with the, um, the thought that I have to decide whether or not I wish to drive to JG 13.1 um, or not. From South Central Pennsylvania, that is basically an 11-hour drive. So... I have to decide if I want to do that or not. Uh, for obvious reasons, uh, I'm not going to be hopping on a plane with a bubble on my femoral artery. Because, of course, when you get on a plane, what do you do? Thanks to the lack of pressure at 36,000 feet, you swell. Right? I don't want anything like that um, swelling. Um, we want it going the other way, so not particularly safe for me to be flying right now, so I will not be. So, I looked into the option of the train. The train is just so ridiculously expensive for what you're getting. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, that's a totally other sidebar comment, so we'll move back to our original topic here. So, it basically leaves, if you know, if you're not going to do the, a plane, you're not going to do a train, uh, I'm definitely not going to do a bus. Uh, that leaves you with your own car, so... That's where I'm kind of at right now, is waiting to see if this thing actually goes away before JG, which I doubt it will at this point. But, uh, you know, whether or not I want to go ahead and just uh, uh, hop in the car and drive, uh, you know, 13 or so hours, 13, listen to me, 11 or so hours uh, down. So, although, you know, when you throw in probably stops and lunch and meals and stuff, probably closer to 13, actually. I mean, that 11 is just you hop in a car and you drive. 
but obviously my car is not going to continue to drive for 11 straight hours because I'll need to stop for gas if nothing else. So there it is. So that's the plan. Um, once I actually know uh, if I'm an absolute lock to show up for JG, I will let you know. But I wanted to let you know, A, that things are improving. So eventually this is all going to be behind me, which is good news. Just don't know if it's going to be behind me in time for uh, for Galloway. Um, so we'll see. We will see what we will see. But uh, I'm on the road to recovery, which of course currently is a country road. But uh, I'm out getting my walks in, so... I'm, uh, I'm keeping up moving, so everything's going, going in the right direction. So there it is. Uh, that's all I have. Sorry it's a bit rambly, but, uh, you know, this is not scripted. This is just the way it kind of fell out of my brain, so there it is. Uh, until we speak again, be well, be safe, be healthy. Please be healthy. And, uh, of course, always enjoy your extra mile. Greetings, Kevin, and all you extra milers. This is Chris checking in from Virginia Beach. Uh, just left my house out for what should be about a two-mile walk this morning. It's Friday, February 10th, and uh, I'm happy to say that I'm in short sleeves and shorts. Uh, we've had an unseasonably mild winter for us here, um, and I'm not going to complain. But I figured I should mention that since this is really the uh, running-slash-weather podcast. So I thought I'd give my weather update. I'll give you a, a winter prediction. It's going to be cold. It's going to be gray. And it's going to last you for the rest of your life. Anyway, training is going really well right now. Um, probably for the first time in about a year... I feel good. Um, I'm not having trouble getting out the door. No nagging injuries or illness or anything like that. And I'm getting healthier. Um, since the first of the year, I'm down about 10 pounds, which is always nice. Um, but things are going well. Uh, I'm trying to enjoy my walk this morning. Have heard me or read me right how much I really don't like walking. I still don't do it as much, but I know it's important and I can't run every day. So um, there's that. I've got a little bit of wind. Let me pause this and we'll come back in just a moment. All right, and I'm back uh, between wind and school buses. It's a little bit noisy there for a couple minutes. But anyway, um, yeah, training is going well. I don't currently have any races on the calendar, which is kind of a drag, um, but my winter schedule kind of got messed up with work-related things. Uh, I was planning on a trail half in January. Um, well, that one I'm not going to blame on work. That one, the reality is I just would not have been in shape to run it yet. Um, but this month... I was planning on running, fortunately I hadn't signed up yet, but I was planning on running the Colonial Half in Williamsburg, which is a really great race. Um, and I 
will be driving back into town from Northern Virginia the day of the race. So uh, that kind of takes that one out of play. Um, and then there was the, um, in March, again, I had not signed up yet. There's the inaugural Annapolis running festival up in Annapolis, Maryland that I was going to run would have given me a chance to see some family that I haven't seen in a while. Um, but, uh, some plans changed. Um, and instead I'm going to, uh, have a nice weekend getaway with my wife. Um, and that's probably more important than driving to Maryland to run a race. Actually, I know it's more important, so I'm not going to complain about that. So I'm looking at two potential races in the spring. Both would be travel, so I can only do one of them. I'm looking at either going back to Chapel Hill in, in North Carolina in April to run the Tar Heel 10-miler. Not sure if I would do the double down challenge this time around, which is you run a four-miler, you have to complete it within a certain amount of time, and then you immediately start the 10-miler. Um, we'll see. I'm not sure. That doesn't happen. I may, and Kevin, this might interest you. I may be looking at possibly making the trek to Cincinnati in May for the flying pig that everyone talks about. So hopefully, I'll get to do one of those two. Um, I just gotta double check schedules and see how that would play out. Um, but anyway. That's kind of what's going on there. Um, I have added strength training uh, about three days a week uh, with my daughter, uh, which I absolutely love going to the gym with her. can't say that I'm a fan of strength training. Um, I know it's important. Um, I just, I've done a complete 180 from when I was in high school, uh, when I was younger. I loved to lift, hated cardio, and now I'd rather run than lift. But both things have their purpose, and I'm in better shape right now than I have been in about a year, um, and need to keep going uh, to get back to where I was when I was in some of my better shape. But we'll keep it getting at it. So I've uh, rambled on for over five minutes now, so I probably should get off of here. But I just wanted to send a submission before the next episode came out. Um, all of you that did Donna, congratulations. It looked like a fantastic weekend. Um, truth be told, and I haven't shared this with anybody but maybe one person yet, uh, I'm seriously looking at coming down for Donna next year. Um, Timing-wise, it seems to fit pretty decent with stuff that goes on at work, so it shouldn't be a problem. And uh, whether I'll do the half or whether I'll come out of uh, my marathon hibernation and go for marathon number three remains to be seen. So, But it is on my radar and something I'm seriously considering doing, so who knows. But I also know that I'll see a bunch of you before then at Birmingham in September, and I cannot wait for that. So that's all. Probably now over the six-minute mark. Hope you all have a great day and enjoy your extra mile.
Well, there you go. Episode 211 of the Extra Mile Podcast. Good stuff, huh? I mentioned earlier that I was gwinning today. So specifically, I'm uh, walking for 90 seconds and I'm running for 30 seconds. And I've been asked that that ratio, by the way, is not in stone. Sometimes I'll walk two minutes and uh, run 30 sometimes. Anyway, I'll mix it up, right? To me, it's just at least a three to one ratio of um, walking to running. And here's why I do that. Gwinning allows me, and by the way, I, I never do this. I never substitute this workout on a running day. It's always on a day that I am specifically not running. So what it does, it allows me to build some endurance on what I call a walk because by walking 90 seconds and running just 30, my walk always gives me plenty of time to rest from just 30 seconds of running. So I can do this. Sometimes I feel like I could do it forever. Of course I couldn't, but I can certainly go, you know, pretty much as far as I want to go for that day. It allows me to get into what I call the fat burning zone and keep it there for an extended period of time. And for me, that's like an hour and a half or so, sometimes approaching two hours. The other thing it does is it allows me to get my heart rate up into the zone two, sometimes low zone three if I'm heading up a hill. Uh, for example, um, today on my 90-30, during my walk, my average heart rate is somewhere around 120. Uh, for the 90 seconds and then I'll run for 30 and then it'll get into the low 130s and the interesting thing is when I start my walk my heart's at say 132 if I keep an eye on it it drops pretty quickly you know it's it's probably 45 seconds or so and it's gone down to the 120 It'll stay there until I start running again. So it allows me to get into that higher um, zone rate, which at least in my head makes me think I'm working my heart more than I would just a normal walk. Does that make sense? So I've been doing a lot of that. It's low key, but I get a lot of benefits from it. So there you go. So episode 211, you know, I've been doing this stuff since June 10th of 2007. That is a long time. Just how long, you ask? Well, let me refresh your memory a little bit about the year 2007. That was the year that Britney Spears famously shaved her head. It's also the year that the Sopranos went off the air. Guess what? That iPhone you're probably carrying right now, it was introduced in 2007. The Times person of the year 
was Vladimir Putin. Whoa. Whoa. The, uh, the Colts won the Super Bowl that year and the Red Sox won the World Series. And here's one. Eggs cost $1.68 a dozen. So why do I mention all this? It, well, besides trying to make you chuckle maybe or maybe even feel old, it's because that it still amazes me that I can learn so much from some of your submissions, even after this long a time. One piece of gold that I mentioned at the beginning that I was able to extract from this episode was almost a throwaway comment from, from Nate. Nate commented that Coach Twiggs had said to him to bank energy and not time. I found this bit of advice fascinating. And if I had Coach Twiggs right here with me, if he were gwinning with me, I would ask him to explain this advice in more detail. Hey, Kevin. So you've caught me out on a run, and uh, I, but I do want to answer your question. So, you know, Bank of America is a trusted institution where people can put their money. Sometimes it could grow with interest, and then eventually they can withdraw that money in full. Uh, bank of time doesn't exist. There is no bank of time. There is no place where you can put time and have it grow with interest and get it back. And this is particularly important to remember when we are racing. You cannot bank time. It's a myth. If you try to do that, you will learn very quickly that instead of your time gaining interest, instead it will get frittered away and when you need it, there will be much less of it available than you thought. So the idea of banking time is something a lot of people do. They'll go out too fast in a race, and then they say, well, that's okay, because I know I'm going to fade toward the end, and, uh, but I'll have this extra time that I've banked, and it'll save me at the end. And that doesn't work. It doesn't work. Well, first of all, uh, it's a little bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy because, yeah, you will fade at the end if you have tried to bank time. So that's a big mistake. And, and people will actually use that to justify, well, see, I did fade toward the end. Maybe I needed to bank more time early on. And I hear that from people that worry that it's going to get hot later in a race. They're going to run extra fast before it gets too hot to bank time. Or uh, a course that's a little bit hilly. Well, I'm going to run extra fast in the first part before the hills can take a toll on my body or uh, any number of things that people will do. So the bank of time doesn't exist. Let me tell you about a bank that does exist. And I'm telling you, it is just as reliable as Bank of America, where I don't actually have an account right now. I'm not sure why I'm using that as an example, but it seems to work, I think. Um, let's talk about the bank of energy. If you save energy, if you put energy away early on in a race, later when you need it, you can withdraw that energy and you can use it later on. So how does this work? Well, I don't run quite as hard as I could early in a race. And if I don't run quite as hard as I could early in a race, 
That means later when I want to spend energy to pick up the pace or to run strong to the finish or get over that last hill, I have that energy to withdraw and I can use it. And oh my gosh, does it work great. Let me give you an example from my children's life. Uh, you know, we're, as parents, we love to brag on our kids. My son, back in, thank, uh, back in, uh, in November on Thanksgiving, he ran a half marathon and he ran about the pace that he thought he could hold for the half marathon, but not any faster. In fact, he probably ran just a little bit slower because there was a group of people that he was, was with. And so he was able to fit into that group, maybe draft off of them a little bit so that he wasn't doing all the work himself. And at 10 miles into that half marathon, he realized that he was in about 10th place. And so he let out a guttural roar and took off. And let me tell you, he ran faster in that last 5K than he had for the rest of the half marathon by far, running sub six minutes for the last mile of that half marathon uh, and, uh, and getting a PR by several minutes. So it really, really works. We can all use that. We can all do that. So if we bank energy, if we, if we hold ourselves back early on in a race, we can spend that energy later on. Bank of energy is a real thing, and we want you to do that. Bank of time is a myth. Do not believe it. Do not risk it. But do enjoy your extra mile. Now that makes so much sense. Thanks for that, Coach Twiggs. It also leads me to some more questions. And I think that would be a great topic to delve into on our next episode of the Galloway Extra Mile in our discussion with Coach Twiggs. Thanks for that again. Well, that's pretty much all I got. We are just five weeks from the Jeff Galloway race weekend. And at least for myself, I have some more endurance to build before I feel comfortable. Um, I, got my, I got my work cut out for me right now, but I do have a plan. And I've chatted a little bit about somebody I think I'm gonna be running with. So at least I have something to aim for. By the way, if you are planning to join us for the um, race weekend and you wanna wear the most fashionable running apparel, here are some places I would point you to to find it. First of all, of course, there's all things Jeff Galloway at jeffgalloway.com. You'll find a tab in the, um, at the top of the screen that says shop. And then you will find a tab that says apparel. You'll find shoes, books, timers, um, coaching, which includes customized training, and uh, retreats as well. So that's jeffgalloway.com. Also over at our um, website, theextramilepodcast.com, you'll see over on the right-hand side a um, picture of a long sleeve running shirt that says new swag page. Click on that and it'll take you right to a spot where you can get long and short sleeve shirts, hats, visors, all with either the Extra Mile or the Galloway Extra Mile logo on it. And here's an important one. At that website, you can use you can use JG Half, all one word, JG 
H-A-L-F, at checkout for a 15% discount. And that will be good through the end of March. And then finally over at squishbands.com, S-Q-O-O-S-H-B-A-N-D-S.com, you'll find some Extra Mile podcast and some Galloway Extra Mile podcast squish bands, as well as a uh, Donna squish band. And for every one of those, my buddy John is donating $3 to the Donna Foundation. He's also got mugs, neck gaiters, visors, a whole bunch of stuff there. So get yourself some swag and wear it in Atlanta with us or wherever else you're going to be running. Uh, That's all I got. Like I said, um, everything I spoke about today, including all those links, will be in the show notes for today, episode 211. And uh, I guess all I'll say to end is those of you who are coming to Atlanta, safe travels. Um, I'm looking forward to meeting and seeing all of you again. Thanks for all the submissions today. Thanks for the downloads and all of your five-star ratings. Y'all take care. And until the next time, y'all enjoy your extra mile. Thanks for joining us on the Extra Mile Podcast. Please visit our website at www.theextramilepodcast.com to see the show notes for this episode of the podcast. You can email us with your feedback about the show at theextramilepodcast at gmail.com and if you'd like to send us your audio comments to let us know how your training is going then please send an audio file to theextramilepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks very much for downloading the show and we look forward to joining you again soon on the next edition of the Extra Mile Podcast. Podcast.